All right, duck. What are you doing? Hey, old shug. Where are you going? Who's that lad? Who's that lad? Voice notes, lad. Voice notes, lad. It's Liam. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Voice Notes Podcast, presented to you by our friends, Faster Pasta, Cambridge's premier fresh pasta delivery service. Welcome to episode 35 of the Voice Notes Podcast, hope you're all well, hope you had a good week. Um, another late recording, another busy week, unfortunately, um, Eddie Barry, so... Yeah, well, just a bit, I've had a busy week, I hope everyone's had a, a really good week as well. Last week of summer is over! It's over! Um... Uh, bring on the winter. I'm I'm not in the mood for this sort of like, is it hot, is it hot, is it cold? No, don't tickle my bollocks, just get cold. Just hit me with a ton of bricks. I'd rather it be cold, I'm ready. Winter is coming, I'm ready. Um, it's a bit of a shame. Obviously, summer was, summer was so good. And this week, the, there was a couple of days where it was really, really nice, actually. It was the, the last few days. This happened the last couple of years, actually. I remember last year, it was around this time last year, um... I only remember because like Palace beat Man United at Old Trafford, and I had a great day with my family at the pub called the Free Pickerels in Pymore. Not Pymore, Meeple. Sorry to slander, but um, uh, yeah, that was that was like the last great day, and then the day after that, it was just shit from then on in. Um, it's just been a bit muggy since Tuesday, Wednesday onwards, isn't it? It's a shame the nice weather wasn't for this weekend, but. You know, can't everything can't have everything, can you? What's up? Well, how how is everyone? I nearly went back to the intro. What's up, everybody? Um, but how is it? I hope everyone's all right. I hope everyone's um, uh, you know, it's uh, getting getting. Well, I don't know. It's like everyone's been in the swing of things for a while. Um, uh, but summer's over pretty much. It's just um, putting your tin hats on for for winter, and hopefully, wouldn't we won't mention the L word lockdown. So we just did, but hopefully, we won't get another one. Because they're saying in um, October there might be one, but you don't, you won't hear me complaining because your boy's double vaxxed. Got finally got the second vaccine um, after seeing like a fucking lifetime and trying to walk, do like walking centers and stuff, etc., etc. So yeah, I'm double vaxxed. I'm ready to go, ready to party. I'm ready to um, yeah, just go, go for it. So. With winter coming, it's just I've I need to buy jeans as well. I'll probably talk about this when I eventually buy the jeans, but I'm gonna have to really devote some time to buying jeans. I said I said that with winter coming around the corner, I need to buy jeans like an advert and like you know what else goes hand in hand with winter jeans? But they are trousers. They are a formal trousers, so you need to wear ideally trousers in the winter. But um. Yeah, trousers. I'm not sure if anyone else has the same like gripes with buying jeans as much as I do. It's because I have to really like just because it's, it's. I don't mind trying on clothes because you know it's not too bad. But jeans is a fucking ball ache for me because you have to like. Because is it your size? Is it not your size? I'm somewhere in between a 36 and a 38. So, yeah. Make your little comments, make your little jokes, you fucking skinny pricks. But I'm, it's always, it's always like I always go to Zara or, um, yeah, Zara, because they do kind of stretchy jeans, and it's kind of got this the style I quite like. But I'm thinking of like a new sort of style. Um, I don't really like wearing tight jeans anymore. I've not worn a pair of jeans in ages because I've just got holes in them, which brings me to my next grievance, 
with Zara jeans. Within, if you wear them, if you get a couple of pairs and you like alternate, you know, every other day, um, this I start to get like holes in the crotch because obviously the material is fairly cheap, isn't it? I did have a pair of Levi's once, and they did last me quite a while. Apparently, Levi's jeans are supposed to last you ten years. No one fucking told me this, so I got I had a couple of years out of them. I think I might just have to invest in a pair of Levi's jeans because then just to kind of eliminate any, you know, because I feel when I buy like a pair of jeans from Zara or H&M, blah, blah, not, not top man because they discriminate against the bigger man. I I always have the thing like I bought them and I'm like, yes, bought a pair of jeans. Finally, I'm happy with them. But then like in a few months, you think like in a few months time, they will be pointless. They'll be shit. They'll be just they'll be fucking broken. So maybe you're not as psychotic as me. I just have this sort of weird thing with jeans. I have just a weird anxiety about buying jeans because it's just a big it's just a big issue. It's a big issue. Big issue, anybody? Big issue. Fucking um so the guy in Cambridge with the big issue sellers, he used to sound like he's saying big shoe. Big shoe. Big shoe. Yeah, it's big shoe. And see if I see a big shoe. But we um we, only me. Like, yeah, trying on, like, jackets and jumpers and T-shirts is fine. If you can sort of, like, measure it and stuff. But, like, jeans, I don't know, it's just, it's just a fucking ball ache. You're in a changing room. You're not in, like, a, you're not in a regular setting. Like, it's just not a comfortable thing to be doing, like, buying jeans. It's just not made to be handy or good or... It's, it's fucking shit. It's a shit sort of experience buying jeans. And I'd like to be fucking rid of it. Anyone with any recommendations for good places to buy jeans, I am all ears. I'm all ears. Kind of cheap, affordable jeans. Not that I'm cheap. I'm just trying to, you know, tighten the belt. I'm trying to tighten the belt. I'm trying to be practical. So just um, shout me, DM me, whatever. If you listen to this and you're my friend, text me. Holler at your boy. But um, I'm getting a bit flustered talking about jeans. Um, Jeans, I might have to buy some... I'm now also what I wanted to talk about golf. I've just played a round of golf today for the first time in seems like forever. I don't think I think that was the first time I played. I'm gonna say in about five six years. I've not played in, in such a long time. Uh, it was only nine holes, but nevertheless, I was still shit. I've never it, you it, golf. I was gonna say there's nothing humbling like golf. Like there's no sport that's quite as humbling as golf. But I imagine you know a knockout in boxing is far more humiliating and humbling than shanking your tee shot. But I, yeah, golf, because last weekend, we kind of got a bit of a clear of the garage. I found my old golf clubs, cleaned them out. It was quite quite nice. I quite liked that, actually. It was quite, you know, cleaning them out sort of thing. Practiced the swing and then went out every Friday now because I finish at four at work every Friday. And hopefully I can do this a bit more often in the week as well. <clears throat> but with winter coming, it's going to be a bit difficult uh, at night time to play golf. But hopefully do it the weekends. Is playing golf every single Friday until it gets kind of a bit a bit moody, a bit dark. So, yeah, cause I've got the golf bug again. I'm I'm fully back in. I'm now thinking about when in, when I want when I'm going to next play. I want to kind of I want to take lessons because I think it's. Me and my friend were talking about this the other day because uh, he responded to one of my pictures on my Instagram about my golf clubs. And I said I wanted to take lessons. And he said, like, from what he's heard, like, it's the best money you could spend if you were kind of just a normal person, like, not, like, um, you know, wanting to be good at golf because then it just eliminates any sort of shit habits that you may pick up. So 
I want to get some lessons. I think it would be very beneficial because I am fucking shocking at golf. I had to kind of have a word with myself as well <clears throat> when I was being a bit shit today. I was playing with my stepdad and he's pretty good. He's he's played golf for years sort of thing and he's he's one of those people like he's he's pretty good at most sports. Like he played cricket the other week. He, he kind of he played really well. But um like I've never really played golf like that regularly. I've it's really been like on and off and not not that seriously. I've been to the range a few times. I've I've played one round of 18 in my life and that was I think that was the last time I played golf. And that was a disaster. That was but it was fun. It was a disaster. I did have fun today. That's why I want to go back. It's just because I'm so shit at it, I don't want to be that shit at it. I want to be a fairly like competent, but like that is still kind of like a you have to be really dedicated some time to be pretty well depending on what your standard is at golf like pretty good at golf when I say pretty good at golf like that means I can you know hit it in the fair like you know try and hit it hit the ball straight that's basically my aim hit the ball straight off the tee that is my aim um, straight and far that's pretty much any golfers that's that's the golfers prayer isn't it straight and far but um <laughs> straight but um <coughs> yeah I'm <coughs> excuse me I'm fully back in the golf game I was even saying today, like, I might get a new golf bag, I might get this, I might get that sort of thing. Like, so, it's uh, something I'm really, really wanting to get back into. Obviously, being back home for the next few months, I'd need to get back into certain things. I need to start going running again, because I'm starting to get a bit fatter. Like, that's how I, because like, I look, at, I, look, I was looking at myself in the mirror, I was like, Jesus, you fat fuck. Like, I need to, that's how I motivate myself. I just insult, insult myself until I start doing something about it. So, I'm going to get back on the smoothies, get the steps in, and also start running. Like, I felt like the. I remember there was a point in my life where I ran quite regularly, and that was just after university. And I was at a bit of a health scare. Well, not a health scare, but like, a, you know, I was in hospital for a time. And I wanted to, like, obviously just get a bit fitter and healthier, just because it wouldn't do me any. It's not going to do you any harm, is it? And I was running for a good few months, like, in in the middle of the winter and I started to really enjoy it not sure if I was like any good at it but I was actually for the first time like starting to really enjoy running because I've never I used to enjoy running at school because I ran cross I ran cross country but that was when I was like 13 14 I wasn't you know I was an athlete I was I was invincible so now I'm, I'm still an athlete of course I can get there you know just need to you know dial it in but I think um yeah getting getting into running in the winter um, I'll try and motivate myself. Just yeah, that's how I, I just fat shame myself basically. Just to, like stare in the mirror and call myself a fat fuck until I start doing something about it. But yeah, golf and also I wouldn't mind playing a bit of, bit of football on the side because there was a there's a local team who uh, just formed and it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be good. So I, I want to get back into something. So I want to you know golf which is my main thing now. I'm really kind of obsessed with golf. Not my main thing, but I'm I'm just kind of, you know when you, I'm not sure, yeah, just, I'm not sure if people can sort of relate to this. I swear, prob, well, yeah, I'm not sure people who can relate to this. Not the millions of people play golf in the fucking world, Liam, Jesus. Um, do you ever pop your head outside, mate? Um, but, we, like, I'm now like, yeah, I'm fully in. I'm, I really want to play golf as often as I can and kind of practice my sort of, you know, form and get it, you know, fairly competent. Like I said, straight and far. That is the motto of my golf journey. Um, 
but I don't want to be the guy like all, all the gear, no idea sort of thing, all those sort of guys. And I'm conscious as well about getting into golf because then you have to surround yourself with people who obviously play golf and it's a bit of a mixed bag because some people can be sound and then other people, because you can just, even now I'm talking about my own golf, like you just start to become quite narcissistic almost. Like there's a podcast I listen to, love it. I love the podcast, it's my favourite podcast, but there's a guy on there and like he's funny, he's great, but when he starts talking about golf, it's like, please shut the fuck up. Like it's just, it's just these golf wankers, like they just come so self-absorbed. But, I'm just basically, you know, calling myself a bit of a golf prick. So I basically I want to become a golf prick because I want to be good at golf. So um, I'll get rich and join a big country club. So that's that won't be won't be a problem. On par, no more. But um, yeah, it's going to be a bit of an issue with the weather turning in a, in the next few weeks. That's going to fly by as well because temp. It's, it's the, well, I'm recording this on the tenth of September. Um, Jesus, I'd probably be a bit shit if I brought it out on the eleventh. Who knows? Speaking of which, obviously this very sad thing that happened 20 years ago, never forget, but the documentaries are absolutely fantastic. I cannot take my eyes off it. Is it is that bad to say? I cannot take my... Like, you, I don't think anyone can... I think... Yeah, I Literally, it's mesmerising. Not, not... That's the wrong word. It's not mesmerising. It's just like, what the... It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, that is just... Unbelievable! It's unbelievable. But anyway, I won't. I won't, I won't dig myself further. Um, <laughs> I won't dig myself further into uh, into a hole. Um, but also this week, um, I want to talk about Married at First Sight. I was watching Married at First Sight because they've now basically taken on the Australian format <clears throat> of Married at First Sight, where because the Married at First Sight UK was basically just kind of following because they would be they would have like you know boy and a girl man and man and woman you know who are you know the premise of the show obviously they trust they put their faith in science that's what they say we're gonna put our faith in science and you get these fucking wacky relationship experts who look like they've never been in a fucking relationship in their life determine you know the future for these poor souls so it's. That was then, but this is like now. They've got this the woman who's from the Australian Married at First Sight. Then there's that black guy who is the American guy who's kind of he's in the um, he's one of the guru, the dating gurus on uh, Thingamajig celebs go dating, and he's quite he's quite a cool guy. He's quite funny, so he's uh, it's no shock he's in there because he's obviously a popular person and he's obviously that you know relates to his sort of role. And then there's other woman who's I think she was from Married at First Sight UK. She doesn't really say much. It's more the Australian guy, Australian woman and the other guy. They kind of like they're the main kind of contributors with the the relationship experts, the the scientists. Don't think they're scientists whatsoever. Bloody ever. Who's this trying to DM me on the thing? I'm not bragging by the way. It's just like I'm the guy from Depop. Fuck it, mate. I'm recording a podcast anyway. Um. What is it? Bloody Married at First Sight. So anyway, they've adopted the Australian format, which is a bit more kind of glitz and glam, a bit more kind of, you know, fast pace in your face sort of thing. Fast pace in your face. And it's good. It's, it's I, like, like well, like the 9-11 documentaries. I cannot take my eyes off it. It's absolutely, it's just, first of all, the premise of it, like, 
I understand why older people like older would go on that show to kind of put their faith in science because if it's not worked out for them at a certain age and I understand people of a certain age if they've not been off they've been married and they've or and they've not, it's not worked out and or they've kind of been single for a long time and they can't really see a way of like you know finding someone or meeting someone in this sort of tinder hinge fucked up sort of world we live in like I understand for them because you know of their natural concerns because as you get older it is a lot harder to meet someone naturally but for younger people there's like people there's there's men and women in there there's young men and women in there who are like 25 26 and you're like what the fuck like this i cannot believe like even people there was a woman on there who's 34 i kind of can't get my head around that i just think it's just i think it's daft i think it's so and when they say like when you know when they do the reveal to their parents they're like so i've put my faith in science that's what they always start off with and then i'm gonna i'm gonna get married and they're like what the fuck to a complete stranger and there was this one woman on there yesterday she's 25 i don't know her name and her mum was like the natural response she was like what the fuck she was like wasn't she wasn't like that she was kind of like I think you're being very irrational. I think you're being a bit kind of gung-ho here. Like, of course. Like, it's that is like... And they sort of act like as if... Oh my God, it's so hard. But I, I can understand, yeah. You'd want the backing of your family and friends. But you have to admit, at 25 years old, it's a bit left field for you to kind of be, you know, doing this. I understand if you've been with that person for a long time. But this is just a bit mad. Um, and I just find... It, also find like I remember not so much on this one because it's probably it seems heavily a bit more heavily edited, but on the other one, <clears throat> the 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 original Married at First Sight. Remember there was like a times where they would sort of they'd seem to be too drunk off the moment <clears throat> to really like see clearly, and it was only after it was only too late when they kind of realised like Jesus Christ I've made a bit of a mistake. I'd like to know if. Any of them from any, like past or obviously um, past or present have actually stayed together because that would be very very interesting. Or how long if they stayed together for like the allotted because there's like an allotted time. Obviously, they get married, they go on the honeymoon, and then they live together in this small flat, or vice versa. If they, someone moves in with someone, and um, there's like a month, there's a, like a month long period where they live together and they kind of, at the end of it, they kind of say like, are you going to stay married or are you going to seek a, a divorce or are you going to separate from this person? So it'd be very interesting to see if the people, when they initially say like, yeah, we'd like to stay married, how long after then? How long, when the cameras are off, how long, how long bloody left? Um, but it's a fascinating show. It's like, you just can't take your eyes off it. It's just that kind of classic garbage bullshit TV and um, there's one girl on there, Nikita, who is just vile. She is very... But uh, to be fair, she's just... She's the obvious choice because she's very loud, she's very brash and in your face and very confrontational. And just unnecessarily so. But there's this one bitch on there, McMegan, and she married Bob. And Bob's a kind of big character. He's a bit of a goon, but he's kind of... You know, he's trying his best. And he's kind of... He's 26 and she's... I think, yeah, they're both 26, 27... And, you know, at the start of it, they're like, her promo video, she's, because she's like a wellness coach, and she's like saying, oh yeah, I'm really positive, I want to be, I just want to be a Disney princess, like, fucking get in the bin. And she's really positive and outgoing sort of thing. And then you see Bob, 
who's exactly the same. He's really outgoing, really kind of bubbly, you know, life and soul of the party. Yeah, like I said, a bit of a goon, but, you know, yeah, he... And when you see him, like, he's genuinely wanting to make this work, and so is she. They get married, and they obviously, at first, like, you know, at first sight, obviously, he's, like, blown out of the water. He's like, oh, my God, yeah, she's gorgeous, this and that. Um, And then... She's a bit, obviously, a bit more reserved, which is very natural because it's the first time they've ever fucking met, and <coughs> they go on the honeymoon. Then afterwards, like they kind of the episode I just recently watched, she's on the honeymoon. She was a bit kind of not receptive to him. I don't think they slept in the bed in the same bed in the first night, which is fair enough. You know, it's the first time you've met each other, so yeah. And then in the honeymoon, I don't think they did, and now they've come back to the uk and they're now living together in a small flat and she's now saying like yeah you, you still can't stay in the bed obviously still it's her choice isn't it you know he's gonna he's gonna have to respect that but then they went to this dinner party so the first time they all met up with each other again they went to this dinner party and this fucking bitch she was so horrible she was she was so rude she was just not pleasant at all like she was properly like you know like throwing him under the bus like she every couple who walked in the first question she would ask are you in love are you, is it yes or is it no are you in love and it's like bloody hell she was clearly like and this is when the experts came in and you know a fucking donkey could have recognized this but you know she's clearly kind of looking for someone to be in a bit of a shitter situation so she doesn't have to feel that bad she did end up crying because everyone's like in a pretty good that the well the first couple didn't help when they came in they're like we're in love we've already said we're in love and all that stuff and then there's that woman from Essex uh, Morag Bakulamu and the Welsh bloke who's a really nice guy really nice guy and um, they came in and they're like well you know it's still early days but they're they're pretty happy they're in a good place and then so on and so forth and she gets a bit upset and she's kind of you know. Yeah, she's just not. Be, she's not being very pleasant to Bob. Bob's kind of. He's trying his best to kind of console. He's trying to console his wife, and he's saying like, you know, yeah, like you just. It's just a bit, a bit too much. And at the dinner table, and she basically the problem is she's trying to like, because she's quite. She's quite introverted. And he's a very extra extroverted person, and she doesn't like that. And it's like, well, you know, your fucking promo suggested you were quite. You're very similar, and. She's almost trying to change him, and he's 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 probably I think he's being a bit susceptible to it at the first, at first. He was being a bit, yeah. I probably have to change, you know, do that compromise, which anyone has to do in a relationship. But at the dinner party, he was kind of saying like, "I'm not going to kind of compromise tonight. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to see you know the lads and all that stuff, and he's going to be like fun loving Bob." And she was just like, to be fair, the ham in his face didn't. Didn't do any do him any favors, but that's Bob. That's Bob. He's eccentric. He's gonna put ham on his face, and then. But she just she just seems like she wants him to be someone that he's completely not, and I don't think it's working out. And he he just seems like he just seems like too nice of a guy to be kind of bunged down, and he feels like I think, yeah, we've all we've all you know everyone's always been someone's we all know someone who's been there who's like you know probably been a bit of a door he's become a bit of a doormat after a while and you don't want to see it for bob you just don't want to see bob become a fucking doormat um but yeah married at first sight nikita kicked off at the other welsh guy and the girl who were in the maldives they had the best honeymoon the honeymoons as well 
I want to know what the situation, the venue for the wedding is. The weddings are fucking ridiculous. It's mad. It's crazy. And then the honeymoons are fucking crazy. I, I would love to know if they would. So they'll probably ask because it's all clearly for free. Like, I reckon they probably have to pay for their dress and their suits and stuff because the the bridesmaid obviously the bridesmaids are going to be wearing matching stuff. But if not seen like the best men or the groom party wear like matching uh, matching gear, so I would say they would have to pay for their own. Um, like the suits and the and the dress, blah de blah. But I think they just give them the the dinner and the venue for free, and the uh, obviously the the honeymoon. The honeymoons are nuts. That a couple, like I said, they went to the Maldives. Three of them went to Mexico. One of them went to Switzerland. There was Antigua was another one, and then this other couple got the biggest short straw in their life. They got they went to the Lake District. Not saying the Lake District isn't a beautiful place. Of course it is. But you'd feel fucking shortchanged. They go to that dinner party and goes, oh, where's the honeymoon? He goes, oh, we're in the Maldives. He goes, fucking Maldives. We went to fucking Lake District. Look, they would have been like, fuck's sake. You want to have a word with the producer? Um, but I'm referring to that guy who looks like Daniel Craig called Frankie, and he's married to your one, I can't remember her name, but they're a very, they're a very nice couple. He's from a military background. You know, You know by that him saying, Every sort of instance, you know, from my military, he's about to take a shit. My military background has, you know, prepared me for this shit. So just that he just, he always kind of says anything he does, like he goes shopping at Tesco, you get the picture. But he, um, he was, because there were obviously there's like, they're on their honeymoons and everyone's like saying, oh yeah, did you, everyone's basically, like the person behind the cameras, oh, did you have sex? And they're like, ah, oh, don't kiss and tell, all that stuff. And he's, and this guy, he's 47, he's like, I don't do that, mate. I don't get I don't get off, you know, telling my mates or, you know, people I'm with, you know, my sexual life. I'm 47, darling. And we were like, ah, fair play, you know, just two rights, your own business. And then cut to the dinner party when he's around all the friggin' lads and he's like, well, you know, we got a bit got a bit cheeky on the honeymoon. It's like, you fucking liar. You're just like every you're just like every other man, aren't you? Men. <laughs> Jesus. But um Married at first sight, it's I'm not sure if that was a great advert for it or not, but yeah, really, really good show. Um, let's get back onto sports football. Um, international break was this week. Seven points out of a possible nine for England. It's just really nice to watch. Like, obviously, we smashed Andorra, and we also smashed who the fuck are we? Do? Who the fuck are we play? Hungary. Um, Hungary is the first game. Andorra is the second game, and then we drew against Poland. On the third, I watched the from about fifty-five minutes onwards in the Poland game, and I remember watching most of the uh, Andorra game. But the Poland game, they were ever so physical, weren't they? Uh, Poland, they were just kind of trying to hack us out of the game. Grealish is going to hit the deck every five seconds. We all know that, but I don't care. It's Grealish, he's he's sick. He's one of ours. Um, and yeah, a bit annoying that they. Uh, conceded the end, but it's all we've all but qualified. People are still hung up on the substitutions that he made. I think because they're saying like oh, you know, rotations of that. I think the Andorra game. It's like luckily they had the Andorra game to kind of flex who they could pick because I think it was a completely different squad, wasn't it? A completely different team. The Andorra game to the uh, Hungary game and the uh, the Poland game because the Poland game is his like what he would want to play his best eleven, isn't it? Really, so. 
and which is fair enough. But with, even with the Andorra the Andorra game, like that's a, still a pretty good team. He's, I don't have the fucking the um, the, front, the first eleven in front of me, but it's players like Lingard, Saka in there. Obviously, Patrick Bamford. Like everyone's Jordan Henderson, etc., etc. So all very, very good players like Connor Cody, Tyron Mings. Um, but obviously they prefer you, you want to play the start eleven from the uh, the Poland game. So yeah, I think it's just great as well to see. Like there was like a little, there, there was a little instance where John Stones like got the ball, sort of controlled it and carried it around and quickly dis- distributed it to to either Phillips or Rice. And he did it, it was like it was quite a tight situation. And it was really he he did quite well to do that. And it's quite refreshing. And I know it's quite simple I know it's very simple, but we've never really seen, like people in my generation, we've never really seen England players do that. Like they want the ball. They they're they're eager to get get on the ball now, England players. Whereas like not that long ago, they were fucking shit scared. They were like, say, they would just, you know, get the ball, sort of, you know, dick about with it for a while and then pump it fucking forward and then not like nine times out of ten lose the ball. So we were never really good on the ball for a long, long time. Now it's just it's just re- little things like that. It's just so refreshing to see and so good to see because we are a really good team now. And it's just obviously the you know from the summer everyone knows that. But it's like it's just it's it's brilliant to see. So it's um yeah just give us the World Cup now pretty much. Um but yeah it's it's great we're a wagon. Premier League's back then this weekend. Um, fantasy football is obviously back again. What else is back this weekend is the NFL. I'm looking forward to it. I bought the Game Pass today. Um, I think I've got a bit of a worry that I have bought the wrong Game Pass. So I might have to end up spending more fucking money to get it. But will I? Definitely will do. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that on Sunday and for this, you know, for the Sundays to follow. But... The Super Bowl lands on my birthday this year as well. Hey, anybody want to give me some things? Um, so, yeah, that's in February 13th. Keep it in your diaries. Uh, NFL's back this weekend. Premier League football's back after the international break. A uh, bit of drama with the Brazilian footballs. I'm not s- still not sure if they're allowed to play. We'll, well, well, we'll know by the time this podcast comes out. So, And... Yeah, a bit of a faff, wasn't it? Like I saw the clip of the officials running onto the pitch of the Argentina Brazil game, and it's like they Messi kind of put it into put it perfectly. Like they've been there for four days. You could have just fucking told us then, and not you know made a big show of it. So um, a bit of a farce, bit bit of bloody you know bit of carry on in Argentina. <laughs> what are they like? But um, yeah, that was a bit of a farce. Covid, I'd say. Managers are now. Managers didn't like the international break anyway, but they're probably a bit more concerned that they'll get COVID rather than a bit of, rather than an injury. Now you'd think because it could then come back and they could spread other players and other players could get out. Uh, but just as easy, just as easy, a player could get injured and be out for a long time, couldn't it? So yeah, it's um, way up the options, way up the things. But um, what else can I talk about? We're kind of struggling now. Also, oh yeah, uh, I was yeah. I went back to Nottingham this week this week as well for a little because had to go back for work. That was quite nice. It felt like a little mini holiday actually. It was really nice to be back. So it's only been like three four weeks since I left, but it was nice to be back. Regardless, saw um, uh, an old friend, and that was great. I had a few drinks, but I was like fucking lagging. I was on 
I was running off fumes by the end of the day. I was just absolutely fucked, Meath. Um, if that was a good impression or not. But anyway, but I will uh, draw a close to this week's episode. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, quick little thing at the end. Um, a rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. Uh, famously played Omar Little in the Wire. Omar Devon Little in the Wire and uh, Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire. I never saw Boardwalk Empire, um, so I can't really comment on that, but apparently his performance is fantastic in that. I have seen The Wire, and obviously if you know me, then I, I fucking love The Wire. Omar will always be one of the greatest TV characters of all time. Uh, Michael K. White, from what I read about him, what I saw of him as well, like different interview in, interviews as well, because I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with The Wire, so anything with him in and any of the characters in, I'm kind of in. Uh and I remember him like talking. He was he did like a kind of feature with Snoop, um, Felicia Felicity Pearson, who played Snoop in the show, and she basically like rep, kind of portrayed her real life in kind of many ways in uh, in The Wire. And he did kind of like a kind of uh, this is your life pretty much. But it probably wasn't this. There wasn't this like ridiculous that not not this is your life. He didn't like bring out a big red fucking book. Um, but he was, yeah, like he had his obviously problems with um, drugs and stuff previously, and uh, I think it was an overdose that killed him. It was just a real shame. I think it's just it was one of them like deaths that I saw, and I was like, oh fuck, I was just I was a bit I was a bit gutted really. So because I love the show and I love I love the character of Omar, and yeah, rest in peace. Um, I think just obviously the tributes this week. I think he goes to show how much he meant to a lot of people. So. I'm about to watch The Wire again, so never never a better time. But I would also look up, um, there's a clip of Wendell Pierce and uh, Omar, fuck Omar, Michael K. Williams on like a red carpet somewhere. And Wendell Pierce is, he sort of says everything that what everyone has basically been saying this week about Michael K. Williams. And it just the, the clip is just quite a moving clip. It's just a very nice clip, really. It's very nice to just see, like, obviously thinks very highly of him and very you know very much you know that's all i can really say just thinks very very highly of him and you can see michael k williams kind of sort of blinking his eyes kind of trying to keep it together because he's just very moved by what his friend is saying about him so but yeah rest in peace michael k williams and yeah i fucking love omar just one of the best characters of all time and yeah, that can't be argued. That that it will always be there. So, but that concludes this week's podcast. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, thank you guys for tolerating me again. Um, uh, thanks again. For, well, thanks for listening to previous episodes. All previous episodes and future episodes will be on Spotify and on SoundCloud. I will get around to doing it on iTunes. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, and big plans for the podcast as well. I'm gonna stop doing that. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna stop saying big plans for the future until I start fucking doing them. So, but yeah watch this space um thanks again for the support i hope you guys have a great weekend have a great week and we'll speak to you next week take care bye